She-Hulk, Season 1, Episode 7. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this, my friends, is the show. And I'm, a good, I'm in a really good mood. I'm in a great mood this week, um, and, and what's crazy is I'm tired as hell. Um, I'm very sorry that the podcast is uh, a little bit late coming out. I took on this new side hustle with my son. Where uh, I'm sure you guys don't care to know this, but we are doing uh, landscaping and lawn care. And man, I you know I work nights driving a truck, and so my days have just been full of landscaping and lawn care, and it's crazy. Um, but it's you know semi lucrative, so hey, you know why not? And it gets my son working hard and earns him some money, so. Um, that is what we've been doing, um, and that's why I didn't get this intro, outro recorded <laughs> earlier than now, and uh, why you might be hearing some background noise, because I am recording this on my drive to work. So you've literally caught me between side hustles recording my podcast. Um, another reason I'm in a great mood, because um, I, I love landscaping and lawn care, by the way. That is... that's you know, part contributor to why I'm in such a good mood. Uh, but on top of that, I got some really awesome news this week. So I haven't mentioned it yet on the show, um, but, but you know, I've been, I've been kind of waiting to see what happens with it. But uh, about a month ago, I applied to host my own panel at a con called Galaxy Con Columbus here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it's in early December, and it's just kind of an everything pop culture, geek culture con, right? Um, Sci-fi stuff, you know, um, comic books, uh, fantasy, everything, right? It's like, it's like all nerd, geek, pop culture stuff. Um, Kind of like a a weekend devoted to that. So uh, I applied uh, for a panel and I actually got it. I got the news back this week that I have been approved my plan is to record a live Marvel Plus podcast from GalaxyCon Columbus. Um, and I'm going to try to work out all the logistics. I might even broadcast it live. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, probably not to the podcast, but maybe to like Facebook or YouTube or something like that. Um, but even if that doesn't happen, I will be there in front of a live audience. So this is like a kind of a big deal, man. Like I, I don't want to say big time, but you know. You know, kind of feels big time. You know, it, there there might only be like six people watching my live podcast, but but that's all right. It's you know, that's only a couple more than than, than they're listening right now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, I applied for this and I wasn't sure that I would get it, so that's why I didn't bring it up. But man, I got it. And um, as it gets closer, I'll kind of let you know what my plan is for that podcast because. You know, if you think about it, there is nothing really out at that time. Uh, we will have already seen Werewolf by Night. I will have already covered that on the show. Uh, Black Panther will have already come out. I will have already covered that on the Marvel Plus Patreon. And then we're kind of in a dead spot for 
MCU content for a little bit until next year. So, you know, early December, that leaves me with like not a whole lot to talk about, right? Um, so I'm, I'm coming up with something, I'm putting something together, and, and I think I'm actually even going to have a guest on the show. It's not going to be a one-man show. I'm actually going to have someone there live with me, a returning guest that you guys know and love, um, and someone who lives here locally in Columbus with me. So uh, I, I think that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we're still putting together the logistics of it, but I just wanted to let you guys know because I'm super excited about it. Super excited. Um, and, and hey, it would be so awesome. Like, if any of you are in kind of like the near Columbus or near Ohio area, it would be awesome to see you there. Like, I'm not saying, I, you know, I, I know that's not likely. A lot of you are like all around the country, all around the world. Uh, but how cool would it be to, to meet a couple listeners uh, during a live show? That would be awesome. Maybe even have them be part of the show if they were there. Call them up on stage. Oh, man. That would be so cool. But, hey, man, I'm not counting on that or anything. Um, that would just be like a bonus cherry on top if if a, if a actual listener to my show showed up to the live show. Um, but, yeah, that's in early December. I'm not sure of which day or time yet. So all that stuff will come in the future. I'll let you guys know just in case you want to check it out or in case I have a uh, live broadcast on it where you can actually tune in live. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so pretty awesome week, man. I'm, I'm earning extra money. Um it's teaching my son the, the value of hard work, um, you know, doing something that I love, kicking out podcasts like normal, and uh, yeah, man, I, I haven't stopped to breathe for five seconds, but I feel really good. I feel good about it. Um, I feel like I'm accomplishing a lot of things, and I feel good about the things I'm accomplishing, so yeah, yay me. Um, anyway, on to today's show. We have a brand new guest host today. Uh, Somebody I've been trying to get on for a while. We actually had him planned to come on, I think, episode two, um, but something came up and we ended up having to reschedule that and, um, you know, plugging in one of the other guests that was scheduled to come in later. Uh, But he is here for episode seven uh, and I I can't wait for you guys to listen to this conversation because I was thoroughly pleased with the conversation that Kevin Hoskinson and I had. Uh, Kevin is a podcaster himself. He also writes for Pastrami Nation. He writes reviews and, and opinion pieces and stuff like that. Um, all pop culture, nerd culture stuff, just like you know you and I love. Um, so all the stuff that's right up your alley. And uh, he loves the MCU, so I invited him on the show. Um, he was a fantastic, fantastic guest. And uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let, let's just jump into the conversation with my new friend, Kevin Hoskinson. All right, Kevin, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, man, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, dude, we were talking before, and, and you're like, yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, how are you nervous? You <laughs> you do podcasting. Like, this is a thing that you do. I do, man, I do. I, I love doing it. Uh, it's kind of my way of working through my anxiety, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's kind of, I'm a very anxious person, very shy person. Um, but be doing the podcast has actually helped a lot with that. It's helped me with, you know, communication and then getting my anxiety down to, uh, you know, a little bit minimal, you know, I'm able to talk a little bit better to people and, and socialize a little bit better too, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, it's funny because, um, I think that's a 
a common thread between a lot of people that do this sort of thing. Um, even people who do YouTube and stuff like that. It's like everyone on the outside would think that they're like very outgoing, you know, very, um, you know, talkative in a crowd, like life of the party. Um, not really so much, uh, from what I've gathered and from what I've experienced myself. Um, yeah, I'm terrified of talking in front of people. Like that, I know it sounds crazy that I talk into a camera, but that's different. That's different. They get to see me later. It's not in the moment. Um, I'm not worried while I'm talking, you know? Um, but yeah, like I, I actually just, and I <clears throat> probably mentioned this in the intro that I haven't recorded yet, but, um, I just got news that I'm going to be able to do a live show at a local yeah. con or, um, fan con. And that scares the hell out of me. I am so nervous for that. And people are like, really? But you do this. You have several podcasts and you do YouTube. And I'm like, it's a different thing. That is a totally different thing. I'm scared to death to do this. So it's kind of one of those like facing your demon things. But it does help. Like the more you do this type of stuff, the more comfortable it, it, it becomes. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And it's helped out a lot. And first of all, I just want to say congratulations on that. Like that's thank you. Thank that's you. Massive, thank man. Like when I saw you post that on Twitter, I was like, man, that's so cool. Like it's huge. I'm excited for you. And I know, like you said, you know, you're nervous and all, but I know yeah. you got this, man. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so, well, let's talk a little bit about you. Cause we mentioned that you, you do podcasts, but that's not all you do. Um, but let's kind of start from from the beginning. Like, have you always been? You're like you're just like a, a big old nerd, right? I mean, you're into everything, you know, geeky pop culture, everything, just like the rest of us. Absolutely, yeah. Um, my whole life has just basically been about pop culture. You know, I just remember ever ever since being a kid. Like, when I was a kid, my my big dream was to work for Disney. Like, I wanted to be an animator for Disney. Like, I loved animation so much, um, which you know, kind of led me into like, and I loved reading. And then that's kind of how I discovered comic books. I was like, wait, there's these animated things that you can also read. Like, it's this weird combination that I, you know, I didn't actually, you know, I grew up knowing what comic books were and everything like that, but I didn't really have access to them. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really have anyone in my family who was big comic book nerds or anything like that. But I knew who like, you know, I knew I knew who Spider-Man was. I knew who Batman was. I knew who Superman was. And, um, you know, that's from various cartoons and TV series and things like that. Um, but it wasn't until I became a teenager, uh, you know, a younger teen, that I started to be able to, you know, I was collecting more allowance. So I was able to buy more comic books. So, you know, I, you know, dig in with the, you know, got into, actually I got into DC first. And, and uh, DC Comics is still, is still, Probably when I when it comes to comic books is still kind of my preferred you know um, uh, company when it comes to comics. But TV shows, movies, things like that, I tend towards more towards Marvel. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just been my whole life, man. Just kind of loving all the nerdy pop culture stuff. Yeah, I, I can kind of relate with the DC thing, um, but it's but it's a recent revelation for me. So I've gotten into DC a lot more in the past, I'd say four or five years. Um, gotcha. just finally, yeah. finally, finally going in and like delving into classic Batman stories and reading like Mark Wade's flash and just getting into different aspects of DC that I just, I don't know, wasn't on my radar. I mean, I always love Batman, but like right. that's a culture thing. Like, you know, Batman exactly. because of animated series because of films, because, you know, that's their cash cow at DC. Like exactly. without Batman, I don't know if they'd still be around right now. 
Um, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> but I, um, I just love delving into like the back catalog over in DC here lately. Um, and, and I still gravitate toward, even with Marvel, I gravitate toward the stuff I grew up with. Like I yeah. want to go back and Same. read the stories um, mm-hmm. almost more than I want to dive into new stories. Like I just want to live in that nostalgia forever. Um, right. But so much fun. I, I, I'm going back and collecting trades of everything. Uh, Dark Knight Returns and, and uh, Batman Year One and, and Long Halloween and all that Batman stuff. And then uh, on the Marvel side, um, I just finally got uh, Daredevil Born Again. Um, I went back and bought my childhood favorite, which is uh, the X-Men um, Age of Apocalypse, the entire oh, yeah. storyline. And, um, you know, I found that in three trades and I was like, yes, this is I so, so much nostalgia for that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very, very similar. feels like my whole life. I think I got into buying comic books around 11 or so, <laughs> like had a little bit of money, like, you know, yeah. chore money or whatever to spend. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the local grocery store and buy them off the spinner rack, which don't exist anymore, sadly. Right. I remember one of my actually one of my first comics that I remember buying was actually the um, it wasn't the death of Superman. It was the one where he comes back. Right. Or you have the different versions of them and stuff like that. That was the first one that I remember. What was that like? Ninety three, ninety four, maybe I could be. Yeah. yeah like mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the first one that I was really proud to buy with my own money. You know, the other ones had been kind of like, you know, little ones that you find on the shelf, you know, nothing specific, just kind of whatever I could get my hands on. But that was the first one I remember like saving up for. I mean, like yeah. I have to get this when it comes out. Got to ride there. And I was able to pick that up. So, yeah. Um, How much were comic books back around then? I, I remember paying for my first comic book. I think it was a dollar ninety five for my yeah. first comic. Yeah, it was about a dollar ninety-five, uh, about two bucks maybe. Um, but no, I'd say about a dollar ninety-five sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my first comic book was Wolverine number ninety-five. I remember it very, very good. Um, and it, yeah, that's what that's where it all started for me. The X Men animated series led me to X Men comic books. Um, Same. And then everything else, and I think that's a story with a lot of people of, mm-hmm. of the generation, the kids who grew up in the nineties, um, just you know that's how you got into comic books for the most part yeah uh yeah that's how i got into them i you know started watching the animated shows and then it really got piqued my interest in x-men and then you know when the movies came out like that was a huge revelation too like that was oh. freaking amazing but that's a whole other yeah. thing <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, don't, you just feel lucky sometimes that you were born in this perfect mm-hmm. book, you know where you were just the right age for like to to long for an x-men movie or a spider-man right. movie for, for at least a couple of years, which in your childhood, a couple of years is like a decade, right? So it, it, it felt like forever that you were into this stuff before they came out with a movie of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but we're in the perfect age to where I think, I think X-Men came out my freshman year of high school. That's when X-Men came out. Okay. Um, and I remember it being, because I, I was into the X-Men from like fourth grade. And right. so it's like I waited forever and then I was like, you know, but I imagine all the people who were waiting from the, the 70s or the you 80s. Know, I was born. I, so I was born in 1980. So I'm a little bit older. Um, so like I remember when that movie came out, like I was what 2000, right? When it came yeah, out, when the first X-Men movie came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was 20 years old. So like it was a long wait for that. You know, <laughs> you got to read all the behind the scenes drama and stuff. Uh, you know, what, what, what was happening? Nobody really knew. And it was 
you know, as you know, comic book movies weren't really, a, you know, you had Blade, you had Spider-Man, of course, which had come out, I believe, did it come out before or after X-Men? Well, I... X, X-Men came out first, Spider-Man oh. came out um 2002 the first that's right was it 2002 oh gosh yeah sorry got my dates i'm getting older man you got to remember the dates um yeah (laughs) but uh but yeah i remember when x-men came out that was a big deal i was actually working at the theater at the time and that was like people were it was it was insane yeah it was crazy that it was even happening so yeah Mm -hmm. imagine like now it's like so commonplace i i don't think that people really get it like i you know no. People, even even people right now who are, you know, maybe 30 years old, they don't get it. They don't mm-hmm. get it because their whole lives that they can remember, they've always had comic book films, whether yeah. it be X-Men, what have you. And most of that time, they've had the MCU. Yeah. So, um, which is, you know, a, a whole level up from everything else. Like when it, when it started and, and took off, it was like, oh, this is what it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... <laughs> My son was born in 2007, and 2007 was kind of, you know, I think the year before, wait, when did Iron Man come out? Iron Man came out 2008. Eight, 2008, so the year before. So he doesn't know a world without the MCU. Like, everything he knows mm-hmm. is the MCU. So, like, anything before that, like, I try to show him, you know, Batman 89 and all those movies, and he's like, Man, I don't, I don't, you know, it's cool, but, like, who's Michael Keaton? Like, I have no idea. Even the older X-Men movie. He did like X2, though, because obviously Hugh Jackman is still, you know, pretty yeah. big in, in that aspect. But, but yeah, it's so crazy to think that there are kids out there who don't know any better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a wonderful world to live in. I'm glad Absolutely. that I, that I, that I um, get to enjoy it. Absolutely the same. too old yet. I'm not a bitter old man yet about it. Like, you know. Oh, I still love it, man. I still, yeah. I... You know, it's 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 a good bonding thing, especially you know I, I bring up my son specifically because you know he's really into that stuff. I have a daughter too who's ten, so she's she's kind of into some of the stuff. You know, she'll go watch the movies and stuff. But but me and him, that's like our thing. And I'll I'll always, even when he's older and off to college, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna call you up, be like, we're gonna go watch this Marvel movie. We're gonna go. I don't care how old I get. It's always gonna happen. Yeah, I can get my son into specific things. So I have I have three kids. They're all very different, very different. Like the oldest one doesn't seem much really into the superior stuff at all. Yeah, he's 12. Uh, the one right behind him is 11. And he's the one that will watch superhero stuff with me. We watched almost the entire um, series of The Flash, w, uh, the CW oh, Flash. Yeah. And, you know, it took us years, but we like watch an episode every, you know, a couple episodes a week or whatever. Um, and that's how I got him in because I'm like, oh, well, check out this Flash thing. Because forever I would take him to the movies, but they just were like, eh, you know, whatever, it's fine. Right. But they're a little too, too young to really get it. And, um, but yeah, I think his fandom kind of took off with the Flash. He's not. It does feel weird when you're a bigger fanboy than your kids. Like this stuff is made for like you know preteens, teens, younger people. Really, I mean, that's the target audience that that's going to last twenty years. Mm-hmm. So. To, to to feel like I love it way more than them feels kind of weird. You know, I'm I'm dragging them along, kicking and screaming, right. yeah, see, end game, you know? Um, but yeah, and then my daughter, she, she's nine and she is, um, she loves Spider-Man. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, she loves Spider-Man. So got like Spider-Man on her wall and stuff. But is she like deep into it? No, I mean, she's nine. Uh, right. But she'll, 
she'll get there. Um, but I think I honestly think she'll probably be the biggest uh, of all my kids in terms of like fandom and like bonding with me over superheroes. Right. Yeah. It's such a good feeling, though. It's awesome. I love it. It is. It is. Um, so uh, speaking of, you know, you being a big nerd and everything like like the rest of us, um, you have a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, My Public Life as an American Nerd. Yeah. How'd that come about? Yeah, so I, so it's funny. So I, I write for this website called pastramination.com and we actually do a podcast as well, um, kind of a weekly pop culture um, podcast, like YouTube streaming kind of thing. Um, and then um, I, I got this email one day from someone who was kind of, uh, his name's David. He he knew of Pastrami Nation and he, he knew uh, Nolan, who was the head guy at Pastrami Nation. And he had been doing this uh, My Public Life as an American Nerd podcast for, I think he he had done it for four seasons and then he turned it over to somebody else who wasn't really doing exactly what he wanted, what he asked, you know, what, what he cared for the show to go about. And then he just reached out to me and was like, Hey, you want to do this? You want to host this podcast? He's like, you can talk about whatever you want, pop culture, nerd stuff, uh, anything, you know, as long as it's kind of within that realm, like yeah. you can try it. And, um, I was still a little bit rusty, you know, I'd never done like my own podcast, you know, I'd always kind of been part of a group and, and it kind of, you know, had that support. Uh, and I was talking to Nolan, uh, the editor of Pastrami Nation, and he's like, dude, you should try it. Like, just give it a shot. Like, you like to talk about the stuff, like, why not? And so I was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. And um, I've never actually, you know, I've talked to David over Facebook, and that's really my extent of like who we, you know, that's how I got to know him. Um, and yeah, it just kind of went from there, uh, just kind of, uh, started doing it and realized I loved it and randomly we'll have guests on and talk about, you know, the newest releases or, you know, do our little reviews, talk about movie news. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So it just kind of, uh, it's kind of fell into my lap in a weird way, but, uh, it's working out so far. So <laughs> yeah, I found that interesting because I did notice I was looking at back episodes, which mm-hmm. I didn't start at the beginning. I, I listened to the most recent ones. Right. But I had an idea of this, you know, backstory. So I look back and it's like the descriptions are like, Eddie talks to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell is Eddie? What, what's going on here? I thought this was yeah. Kevin. It even says like the name of the podcast and then it says Kevin Hoskinson. I don't right. know. I'm like, huh. I was like, so you you kind of inherited this. That's that's pretty, that's a yeah. different story. I haven't heard that one yet of like, this was somebody's podcast and then mm-hmm. another host took over. So you're the host of this podcast. Yeah. Is it your podcast? Like, did he like, or is it his podcast that like you're the host of? Like, how does that work? It's so it is, it is uh, his podcast essentially, but I don't have any like, you know, I don't have any like guidelines or boundaries. I could talk about whatever I want, send it to him. He, he'll edit it, do all the stuff and, and put it out there. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it still belongs to him. Um, but he just gives me complete free reign. Like he's no notes, no nothing. Just kind of do, do your thing. And he's loving it. And everyone at the network over there loves it. So yeah, it's been really, really fun. I've, I've, I've been really, really digging it. So right now we're on uh, like a break, we're on a mid, uh, mid season break. Um, but we're coming back in November with new episodes. So it'll be fun. Yeah, dude. That, I mean, it's an awesome creative outlet. I, I, I have it a podcast like that as well, where, um, it's just whatever I want to talk about, you know, it's a lot more and it's, it's a YouTube channel as well. And that's, that's, 
as fun as this is, that's way more free, like freeing. It's like, I can talk about anything. If I want to yeah. talk about, you know, uh, something funny that my kids did and mm -hmm. I get that in with, uh, you know, doing movie reviews or whatever right. else. Um, the freedom of that is, it really is. It's like good. Um, it's kind of therapeutic, right? You can kind of air out anything you're thinking about. Yep, it's great. Very much so. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's an awesome outlet to have. And yeah. it's, it's cool that even though it's like, you're not in complete control of it, you have free reign to do what you want mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, like I've been able to just talk about, you know, I'll talk about a new movie. Like I talked about the new uh, Jurassic Park Dominion, you know, when it came out. And I was able to, you know, go back and reminisce about when I saw Jurassic Park in theaters, you know, and just kind of go off on that tangent and, and talk about what the series means to me and stuff like that. That was like almost a whole episode. So it's, yeah, you know, whatever it kind of leads to. I don't, you know, I have basically the bullet points of what I want to talk about, but sometimes it just kind of yes. you know, flows from there. So, um, yes. Yeah, it's very freeing. It's a great outlet uh, creatively. Uh, you know, I don't get to write as much as I want to lately. So this is kind of my kind of substitution for that to stay creative and stay active in that field, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love too. like, um, I don't I don't keep much notes when I do that podcast. Like when I do this podcast, I usually have notes. I have something like reminding me of what happened in the episode, et cetera. But yeah, on that, it's like, I usually just get on there and talk. Yeah. It's, it's Same. completely, yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, and then you, you, so you found this or got into this through writing for Pastrami Nation, right? So what yeah. kind of stuff do you write? Same stuff, like just all over pop culture or something specific? Same stuff. Um, basically, I do a lot of reviews. Um, used to do a lot more like kind of opinion pieces and stuff like that. Just basic, you know, random stuff about random things in the field of pop culture. Um, you know, I've, you know, again, like I was talking about earlier, you know, I wanted to be, you know, an animator for Disney. And then I learned that I can be a writer. So my whole teenage years was spent writing. Like I would write a lot and it wasn't necessarily reviews or anything like that. It was like short stories, screenplays, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and then I, I got hooked up with Pastrami Nation. And they were like, hey, you want to review these things we review? Uh, he's like, you want to review comic books, movies, TV shows, whatnot? And this was probably about 10, 10 years ago, I think. I was like, sure. And uh, kind of got hooked up with him and just been doing it ever since. Yeah, we write reviews. Uh, we try to cover, you know, we're all kind of busy, right? So we all have lives. So it's a little bit hard to keep it 100% up to date. Um yeah, I write, you know, a lot of um, a lot of movie reviews, I TV reviews. Um, you were talking about The Flash earlier, you know. I used to, you know, I watched The Flash religiously. You know, all those CW shows were like my thing. Supernatural is like my like number one show of all time. Um, so I'd write about that. Uh, just anything related to pop culture, anything that interests me, superhero stuff, you know, anything like that. Uh, horror, I love horror. Uh, I do a lot of horror movie reviews on there, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun. So kind of kind of whatever, bless you. Kind of whatever you know we want to do, I, I I do it over there. So yeah. So with that, um, do you, I'm guessing you've probably reviewed a few of these uh, Disney Plus MCU series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what have you kind of thought overall of the series since they started with uh, with Wandavision? I think so. I. I just want to put a caveat in here. <laughs> caveat. I love the MCU. Like it's 
of just what Feige and co have just accomplished over this many years is just mind-bogglingly like amazing like I don't I don't I don't understand that kind of genius like I'll never you know be able to hit that level um the shows have been very much hit or miss for me um I loved WandaVision I thought WandaVision was just so creative so unique so so special to especially to her story that I I fell in love with it from like the first couple episodes I love what they were doing I love the you know the different uh eras and just how it all added up at the end but then they kind of got into uh, these these um, these other shows that were that could have been t- uh, movies, I guess. I want to say like like um, I feel like uh, so. Loki, I really really enjoyed. Loki was good, um, but then when it comes to stuff like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I wasn't. It just drug out way too long. <laughs> I I was I was um, I was very happy to in you know I love the story I love where it ended I love that we got the new Captain America out of it we got all of that it just it just felt like it drug on a little bit and I just I felt like it could have been a movie. Yeah, yeah, um, played 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 well as a movie. What's that? I said maybe that could have played well as a movie. I think I think it could have, and I also think same with. Uh, Hawkeye. I also feel like Hawkeye was the same. Um, I actually liked Hawkeye, though, I think a lot more than a lot of people did. I thought it was fun. I thought I really, really, I, I loved Kate Bishop. I thought she was a, a great character. Um, and I loved having her introduced to the MCU. I thought that was really cool. And it was just a fun Christmas series, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just fun. Um, and then, you know, there was... What if was fun? I, I really love the animation. I I like the different, you know, obviously the different what if scenarios were really good. Yeah. And then the last two shows, I, what we'll talk about today, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, so there was uh, Moon Knight. Actually, sorry, there's a couple more. Uh, Moon Knight. Um, I don't know. Again, I felt like it could have been a movie. I really like Oscar Isaac. I thought the character Ethan Hawke, those two together are just incredible. Um, yeah. But it didn't really catch my interest. I found it to be a little bit stagnant at points and just found it to be a little boring at times, to be honest with you. It, it felt like I had seen it before. You know what I mean? Miss mm-hmm. um, Marvel, though, I absolutely I loved Miss Marvel. I thought Miss Marvel was a lot of fun. I thought that um, it was the first time I feel like you know, obviously, I'm not a 16-year-old, you know, Muslim girl, <laughs> but I felt like I saw myself on screen for the first time in these things. You know, she's a huge fan, uh, just a fangirl, right? Like, yeah. that was so cool. Like, I love that. Um, the story kind of dragged a little bit towards the end, but I thought her story was great. I thought she was phenomenal. I really loved her character. I thought she was a lot of fun. Like, it was it was what teenagers do. Like it felt like that kind of show, you know, it kind of reminded me of like, you know, a breakfast club meets like, you know, uh, like a superhero version of that. You know what I mean? It was very much, it had like elements of like Scott Pilgrim, which I loved. And it was just, I just thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually really, I, I enjoyed that series way more than I uh, expected to Yeah, expect to relate at all to her. But yeah, from episode one, it was like, Oh, she's a big fangirl i 100 percent relate with that i'm a yeah. big fangirl as well um <laughs> exactly so that that and then i honestly i'm kind of like as a superhero story not the greatest 
but as a character introduction, phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely. And that, that stinger at the end with her and Carol kind of switching places or, or whatever happened, like that got me really excited for Marvels. Like I'm really excited for that movie now. Yep. So, uh, but, uh, and, and so far, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, controversial take um but i would actually put this as uh you know she hulk really high up on my list probably right behind wandavision as my favorite mcu show that is wildly controversial sir yeah i <laughs> you know i am having so much fun with it and i feel like with these shows i feel like they need they need to do this with these shows right like they I feel like the problem with a lot of the other shows is that, you know, we're, we're over here talking about, oh, they, they could have been movies, right? Like, I would have been comfortable sitting in a theater for two hours watching that. Yeah. But I feel like some, you know, She-Hulk, it needs kind of this episodic, very, it's not something that's typically released in theaters. It's it's something different, something unique, something, um, you know, obviously not in the whole TV landscape as a whole. You know, we've seen lawyers, we've seen Ellie McBill, right? Like, we've seen all these kinds of shows. But in the superhero realm, in the MCU, we've never seen this before. You know, just this kind of straight up comedy, people being people, people having fun. There's not, there is superhero stuff in it. Obviously, she's a Hulk. But it's it's just like, it's just her like being a person. And I've, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this episode, but like, I, I just, I just love her as a person. I just want to hang out with Jennifer, right? Like, I think Jennifer is just an incredible person and an, you know i know the running joke is like how can you how are these guys falling in love with she hulk but not jennifer right like how is that possible uh yeah. and i'm wondering the same thing i'm like dude like what is your problem like she's amazing like that might be the most that might be the most unbelievable part of this yeah, absolutely it is is that the it men is. are not attracted to tatiana maslany like that doesn't make that, any sense what what are we talking about here? Like right. that's that's the most like that's the the most that you're uh, having to really stretch your imagination to believe. Like really, people are exactly, yeah, exactly. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it just fits my sensibilities more. I guess. I guess it's just you know, I again, you know, I, I like I mentioned, you know, I suffer from anxiety and and ADHD and these things that are that really kind of prevent me from enjoying you know a lot of bigger stuff. And I, I think this just hits my sensibilities right perfectly they're short episodes really fun really witty just i'm just i love it because of that well i'm, I'm kind i'm kind of with you i mean i at least i don't think it's at the bottom of my list for sure right. um, it's somewhere in the middle because and i i think like me you probably do the same thing um you're taking this for what it is you know you're exactly. not you know you're not coming in like uh, how's this going to affect the wider MCU? What's this going to lead to? What's important? Like, you know, who's the major villain here? Like, I came into this thinking, okay, they're doing a sitcom-y thing. Um, yeah. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of levity. There's going to be a lot of, like, silly stuff. She's mm -hmm. breaking the fourth wall. If someone's breaking the fourth wall, it's not a serious show. You know what You're I mean? Right. Exactly. Ever. Ever. Like, that's mm -hmm. not going to happen. So, if someone's doing that, you should know what to expect. And I feel like... Absolutely. Uh, for what it is, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I don't think it's the best thing I've seen yet. I, I really, and, and kind of different than you. I love Falcon, the winter soldier. That's one of my top shows. Um, it was good. don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. Now that you say it though, I, I think it would have made a good movie as well. You shorten it up a little bit, still mm -hmm. 
Christopher Walker, um, which I think was one of the highlights of that. Um, can't wait to see him in, in, in Thunderbolts. Um, yeah. But, you know, and, and then Hawkeye. It, that might be my favorite series. It might be okay. like Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Yeah, loved Hawkeye. Um, but I, I like the, the the more, you know, grounded stuff. That's just, I've always, you know, the stuff that's almost believable. Like, okay, well, they had, they're on steroids, basically. I get right. I get it. They're they're juiced up. That's why they have these powers. That's why it works. And it's so fantastic, but it's still kind of believable, just a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um. So I love that that type type of stuff, and I also love like espionage and and spy thriller stuff. So anytime you give me that, um, and then can can somehow throw in superheroes, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> um, so those are like at the top of my list. Uh, but yeah, I'd put She-Hulk right somewhere in the middle because it, yeah, I was expecting a silly, fun sitcom show yeah. and, and not to really have any huge impact on the MCU. And that's what I'm getting. Like that's. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I, I, you know, and also the other big complaint was the CGI, right? Like people were, you know, you know, they're still complaining about it too. Not as much as they were before it premiered, but again, you know, I'm not expecting, you know, it's a, it's a TV show. You know what I mean? Like I, I know what to expect. You know, again, we, we, you talked to, you brought it up earlier, the flash, right? Like you watch the flash sometimes and there's these CGI monsters. You're just like, dude, like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? But you understand like, you know, it's the, but you know, you just take it for what it is. Yeah. And that's exactly what I've been doing with this show. Uh, CGI included. Like, I'm just like, it, like, yeah, it, my, my son brought it up. The, uh, we were watching the, the latest episode and he's like, he's like, yeah, the CGI right there was really bad. I was like, yeah, but I mean, you still laughed. Like you still liked it, right? He's like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I was like, okay, like who cares? Yeah, the story's still fun. The writing's still good. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't take too much away for me. I mean, just think back to the CGI or, or practical effects that we used to have. You know, it's like, and we still enjoy that stuff. Like we enjoyed the first X Men film. There was a lot of weird CGI in that. Um, but like, to this day, I think that film as a whole it it holds up. I think the first X Men film is still great. First so two were part two was just mind blowing. I love that movie so much. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking early two thousand. So mm -hmm. this CGI still puts that CGI to shame, and people yeah. are like, "Ugh, gross! This CGI is terrible." Um, yeah, man. I, I especially think it's fine in a silly show like this. Yeah, exactly. It'd be different if it was super serious, super dramatic, and the CGI just took you out of it. The yeah. CGI here doesn't really take you out of it. It's like it's a, it's a funny, silly show. The CGI looks kind yeah. of yeah. silly. So yeah. yeah, you're laughing about it the whole time. Like it's just like it's it's fun, man. Like yeah, I don't. People just need to. It's Twitter for you, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm with you. I try to keep like I'm, I'm not purposely uh trying to i think people probably think that about this show is that i'm purposely always like positive on stuff um i just love this stuff like I, i'm i'm happy to get anything like uh anything new superhero like the fact that there is a she-hulk show is amazing so yeah. i'm ready i'm already like in the bag i'm already like okay is it, it's like it's like pizza right it's like right it's it's good it, it, even bad pizza is still pretty good it's like you know yeah no i i i you know and, and that's one thing i really appreciate about your show to be honest like it is it takes a positive spin to it and you know 
uh, I wasn't sure really what to expect sometimes when, you know, you do listen to some episodes and you're like, oh, what's this person going to think about She-Hulk or whatever, you know, especially with the, the the cloud around it, you know, in certain spaces. But like everyone that you've had on has been super like, yeah, there's things, certain things you don't like about it, but you can like talk about it in a very civil and good way and talk about the good stuff. Yeah. And there's so much good stuff that overpowers the, the bad stuff. And, and and I do have to say, that's one thing I love about your show, man. It's just, it's it's fun to listen to. Like, people come on here, like, they, they know what they're talking about. And they, um, you know, they, they enjoy talking about it. You know, they're not just here just to bag on stuff, just to bag on it. You know what I mean? I love it. So, yeah. Yeah, I look for those people. And, and that's... Mm -hmm. That, that's what's you know that's kind of my my pitch to people that to bring them on is like you don't have to be a podcaster you don't have to be a comic book reader or anything like you like the mcu um or do you at least want to talk about it in depth like come on like i'll, I'll i welcome anyone um so you don't have to be like super if you don't know some stuff that's fine i've got people that have come on who have like they're very casual you know right yeah that's cool yeah, and it, it works. It's great. And I've had people on who don't read comic books at all. And that's cool, too. Like, yeah. you don't have to to enjoy the MCU. So, um, yeah, I think it just ends up being a more positive spin because, yeah, I try. I, I don't even think I try. I just go into this stuff looking for the good. Yeah, same. Then, Every yeah. time. It's like, what's the point in going in? Like, I have yeah. friends who, like, you know, they do kind of call me out on it, you know, because I tend to be super positive about stuff, too. And they're like, you know, I remember when the first trailers came out for She-Hulk and they, they were like, dude, that looks bad. I was like, yeah, but like, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> like, I haven't watched an episode. Like, I can't tell you it's gonna, it's bad because I don't know. CGI is a little choppy, but whatever, dude. Like, um, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I've done plenty of reviews of, of stuff that people didn't really like. And I've done like on my YouTube channel, I've done reviews of movies that, that I didn't really like. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it, it's just like with the MCU, especially, I, like I said, I'm just a fan of it. I'm a fan of comic book stuff. If you're going to make more of it, please do. And I'll ride this till the wheels fall off. I know people are always like the bubbles. Oh, gonna burst. There's too many comic book movies. Everything's a comic book movie. I'm like, I don't care. Cause eventually it will end. And I'm just going to, I'm going to absorb all of it that I can till the moment it's over. And then I'm going to bask in the glory of the nostalgia of what was and rewatch all the stuff all Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm just also it's too. I think that I um, grew up in a world where there wasn't a comic book cinematic universe. And so I appreciate it a yeah. little bit more than people younger than me. I think though the, the people who have always had it take it for granted, whereas I'm just thankful that it exists. And so, yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So. What do you say we jump into this specific episode? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. All right. So they start off the episode with a, and I'm going to tell you, my, my, my laptop died, so I don't have my notes, but I, but I watched this episode a bunch of times. So, um, so we start off with like a little date montage of her and Josh, who she met at the wedding. Yeah. And it's very happy, fun, uh, you know, beginning stages of a relationship, butterflies in the stomach type thing. Very fun. Um, and I don't know if you thought going into this episode already that the guy, Josh from last week might be a little iffy, yes. um, but I for sure did. Um, yeah, I saw your posters today. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, of course, of mm -hmm. course, 
what he's going to be the one guy that's not a piece of crap in this show and then right uh, yeah so um we go in we see him happy go i can't fully buy into that so i'm not like oh <laughs> you know i'm like <laughs> come on let's what's he doing um but they go on several dates uh eventually she lets him come in they sleep together and she wakes up and gets ghosted yeah he goes her like i so i was in the same boat right i was like so i know this guy is like up to no good like i can i in my head i'm like gotta be you know but again you don't really know right so like part of me was like all right like I feel bad for her at this point. <laughs> I was like, dude, don't like, don't do that. Like when, when, when that happened, when like she was kept on looking at her phone, I was like, dude, I look at my son. I'm like, he ghosted her. He looks at me. He's like, yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, not yeah. cool. Um, but I, I really like that montage, by the way. I thought that was really good. The song playing by Haim was really, really well done. I thought, I thought that whole montage was just really, really well uh, shot and just really cool. And it, you know, like you said, you know something's up, but like, and, and again, I was like, it was nice to see her happy. You know what I mean? Like, it was nice to see her enjoying life. You know, for once, finding finding someone who she's gonna like. Yeah. Um, even though you you have a feeling he's gonna he's gonna just destroy her. So. Yeah, I mean, but, but she's very cute when she's smitten, like a yeah. hundred. So it was fun to watch for sure. It's like, oh, she's yeah, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> And you know, you everyone can relate that's ever been in any, any kind yeah, of exactly. relationship, like that excitement that, like, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, and and also that feeling if someone doesn't call or text you back or or what have you. Like, this was a very relatable episode, I feel like, um, for most people. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm not going to jump too far ahead here, but there's the scenes where she's trying to get the reception right, and like she's trying to do all these things. And like, I, you know, at work, right? So like, I have this thing with my kids and I was really weird, but I'm like, text me when you get out of school, right? Text me when you get out of school. Let me know you're on your way home. Sometimes I don't get that text and I'm like trying to find reception to see what I'm doing, but I also have to work at the same time. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, 20 miles away, like trying to figure out, you get out of school. Okay. Everything good. Trying to find reception while trying to work, like trying to do all these things. I felt her anxiety during certain points of this because of that. Or when you're just waiting for that text from, you know, that, that guy or girl or whoever, you know, you just want them to text you back, but they're not. Yeah, I totally get that. And don't think I forgot. We're going to talk about Deadpool at the end here. After all this, we're going to talk and we got to talk about armor wars. So don't let me forget at the end of the conversation. Don't let me trust me. (laughs) All right. Um, So yeah, she gets ghosted. She's, um, you know, mulling around her apartment being sad um and by the time sunday comes around he still hasn't texted back and we know at home like okay he's he's the bastard he he's he did something like you know he was up to something we were right um but then she gets a call from emil blonsky's parole officer saying that there's some malfunction or something something's going on with his inhibitor or uh something's going on you know Mm. maybe took it off maybe he turned into abomination and broke it off what what have you and uh now i found this a little out of like is this appropriate he his parole officer is asking his lawyer to tag along yeah that didn't sit right with me either i was like 
Yeah. I guess it works to get her over there, but I was like, no, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. Like Yeah. So like that wouldn't happen and like I get why he did it. He right. literally wanted a Hulk with him. But yep. that happens to be the lawyer of the guy. Like, uh, I don't know if I don't think I feel like that wouldn't happen. But that's no. I'm picking nits here. So I was the same I was in the same boat. Like I was like, no, like the only reason would be to have the Hulk, right? And then yes. other than that though, like, yeah, just just isn't gonna work out. Yeah. So they head up there. Um, turns out it really was just a malfunction. Um, he's a good guy. Abomination is a good guy. What do you think about this turn? Um, and do you believe it? Do you are you believing believe that? It. No, 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 I don't believe it for a second. I think he's playing some sort of log con that we're eventually going to see play out in one of these series or movies or something. Right. I think um, I think eventually we're going to see him you know I, I something's going on where he's he's playing the long con i think something's gonna go down where he's just gonna try to you know who knows when we'll see it i don't think we're gonna see it here at all i think it's just it's gonna be you know the last uh next episode is the last one for the season correct no two more so we got eight two nine more. oh okay yeah. oh, oh it is nine episodes that's yeah. right okay it's, it's um, weird i don't know why they do this nine episode thing but yeah no you're what? right nine episodes I, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think it's cool. Like, I, you know, it's nice seeing Tim Roth and, and he's always amazing. And this version of, you know, the character is fun. You know, I'm enjoying it, you know, but again, like we were talking about Josh earlier, like there's something going on there that I just, I don't, I don't trust him. Yeah. I like to get a lot of people are thinking that Abomination, um, Emil Blonsky is actually in on that con and i don't necessarily think that like i think you may be right like he's not good for good uh but i don't think that he's necessarily in on this malicious stuff like i don't think he's part of that um and also just the fact that like you know what he he might still be a bad guy it might be a long con but he's helping a lot of people along the way so that's something yes he is and i think i think that i think it's going to be one of those love-hate relationships eventually for us the viewers you know we're going to yeah. Love him for what he's done, but I think he's going to turn back to the to the dark side, as they say, eventually. At some point, he has to, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. let me ask you something. Um, so, so I've been a fan of a lot of the like relatable dark, uh, kind of gray villains that the mm-hmm. MCU has introduced, where like you kind of feel for them, you can understand their motivations. Um, but I also like now that everyone's a gray villain, I'm kind of missing just the downright evil. And I'm, I'm hoping that like Kang will like, yeah. you know, that need. Um, but I don't feel like anyone's really that uh, like scary anymore. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, well, I, I kind of see his point, you know, <laughs> like. No. Yeah. And I actually I, I've noticed that a lot. And that's just not MCU. I feel like that's just like everywhere now. Right. Like all these comic book movies just movies in general there's always this kind of this black and white you know it's not so black and white anymore it's very gray like you just don't know who to trust which yeah i guess you know says a lot about us as humans you know and the cult you know yeah. people we keep company um but yeah i miss the just the evil dastardly villain that's just out to for destruction you know i miss i miss the joker you know like the you know, Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, like just anarchy all the way. Like there was no sympathy there. There was no, he was just a bad dude. Like he just wanted to, you know, watch the world burn. And that's exactly what he did, what he tried to do. And I do miss that. I miss that a lot, actually. 
I yeah. really wish we got more of that. I will say that even though um, Thanos was had a sympathetic aim of sorts, you knew what he was doing. Um, right. You didn't feel like he thought he was doing the right thing in the end. Like he didn't actually even. I don't think he wanted to be doing it. It felt like no. he like he was he should do it, um, and that eventually the universe would thank him for it. Um, but I still feel like he was a better villain. Like he's the best villain we've seen in a long time Either in terms way. of just villainous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I like when they do the great characters, especially if they are characters that we're going to use later. Like right. I, I totally get John Walker. I get that because, um, man, you hated him when he first showed up as the new cat, you know? Um, but by the end of that series, you're like, okay, I kind of feel bad for the dude. Like, and then now it's like, you know, he might get the chance to do some good. And so right. I like that. I like when, when that can happen, but yeah, I don't, I don't need every single villain to be someone that, that I care about. I, I want them to, I want them like, I want to root against them, you know? Same, same. And that's always kind of been my, you know, and that was my, you know, I don't like to get into this discussion too much, but that was my biggest issue with Joker, the movie Joker. Like I was like, I just, like it was, it was an interesting story, but like I, I didn't need to sympathize with the Joker, you know. Like I, I, I bring up the Joker a lot because he's he's like my all time favorite villain. But like you know, yeah. yeah, and they did that with him, and I was like, what are you guys doing? Like mm. I don't, I don't need to see that. So yeah, I, I like it to an extent, like you said. You know, I like you know some characters where you can actually feel sorry for them and especially if they're new, not new, but like newer to us in certain, um, you know, media, right? So I, I've never seen, you know, John Walker before, right? Like, I mean, obviously in comics and stuff like that. So that's fine. But then when you, you know, again, go with someone like Joker and you turn him sympathetic, it's like we've seen him a million times on screen. Yeah. He's not sympathetic. So I, I yeah, I know what you're saying. I like it to an extent when they can do it, but sometimes it's just, it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need look at that. I'm 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 going to make you say something negative on here. But if it's the last thing I do. Um <laughs> no, I I no, I I think that's I think that's right. Um you know, it's some villains need to be just left super villainous. Um mm-hmm. and and I I think for a long time I was like, "Oh, I love what they're doing here. They're they're making people like human. They're making them like right. real. I love it." But then I was like, "Okay, this is, all right, it's too much. The sugar's too sweet. I need like a little bit of bitter i need some uh old school scary villain for the sake of being a villain bad yeah. guy I need a couple of those not i mean not everyone that's fine have some have some people who are in the middle but give me some real bad guys that are you're afraid of you know I'm waiting for yeah um all right so she goes they go up to this retreat. They find out that, that, that his ankle thing is fine. The guy leaves. The parole officer leaves. And Jen gets stuck there because Manbull and, uh, I don't know, not Matador. Yeah, so I have it. Uh, Manbull and El Anguilla. I'm going to yes. go with not Matador. <laughs> not Matador. <laughs> um, yeah, they're having it out. And they smash up Jen's car. And so she is now stuck there. Um, but what did you think of the introduction? Like, I, I, we can just like you could jump ahead a little bit. Like uh, these Z-list villains that they brought I, in this show. 
you know, honestly, I did not know a single one of them. I was like, you know, that's uh, you know, I, I didn't know who they were, but I loved them. I thought it was so much fun. The whole therapy thing I thought was amazing, it was fantastic. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, I thought, um, so the only, the only one that I recognize, I think I've heard man bowl before. Um, but the, the one that stuck out to me was porcupine and porcupine. yeah. And I only knew porcupine because of a podcast. I used to listen to an, an X-Men like uh review podcast that in, in the first 66 X-Men, like old school X-Men silver age stuff. Um, they, fa they faced off with porcupine and one of those like one shot villain issues and i just remember like the hosts were like what is this guy porcupine <laughs> this is the most ridiculous villain you know um and all the villains were ridiculous back then it was oh yeah, it was, oh, yeah. um it was all very batman 66 ish you know everything was uh so that's where i knew porcupine fun. so i was thrilled though to see porcupine in live action i'm like what is this they're really reaching for these z-list villains and I think it's a lot of fun, man, when they can do that. Yeah, yeah. And this Great. is like the show to do it in, which, I mean, that's why I love the show, too. You can do things like this, and it just makes sense. You're just like, oh, okay, like, I love yeah. it. Yeah, just take the show for as silly as it is, and it's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. Um, go in expecting something like this, like Porcupine and Manville to show up, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so they smashed Jen's car. She's stuck there now, and... um you know, still obsessing over Josh, but she can't, she has no cell service, uh, walking around the entire property, beautiful property, mind you. And I don't know how anyone affords this in, in oh, Northern yeah. California. <laughs> like there's no, no way. Not at all. Um, but can't find service or whatever, but ends up walking into this like, uh, discussion circle. Right. And, uh, that's where she meets porcupine and the rest of them. And uh, they're really trying to get her to be involved in the therapy and, and work some things out. And she's not into that, um, especially especially when one of the guys, uh, Wrecker, from the Wrecking Crew earlier in the season comes in. Um, I loved the fourth wall break. And it's my favorite one yet, I think, when she's like, can we can we previously on this guy? Like, I, I thought, thought that was great too i was trying to like so like for a second when she's trying to explain like yeah we've seen this guy before you just want to remember i'm like where have i seen him before like before they cut to that i was yeah. like where um that 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 flashback was the the previously on that was fantastic yeah. i love that well, well, i love that not only did she announce it but then that it actually you know like the show actually did previously on even though they had already done a previously on and could have covered it in yep. the beginning um yeah, I thought that was that was great. One of my favorite fourth wall breaks yet. Um, yeah. But so we find out that yeah, that's who he is. He's the wrecker. He is uh, a member of the wrecking crew that jumped her in the alley. And um, I'm not buying this guy's story at all. Um, he's he's you know all apologetic and taking accountability and um, yeah, I'm not uh, no. not buying his stuff at all. Um, but I did like, so this is the first time I think that we've seen Jen transform like full center camera. Yes. Like, it's always been kind of a, like happens a little bit off camera. Or you just see her feet change or what have you. I think this is the first time we've just seen her like Hulk out from like human to Hulk. And the way she does it is actually really cool. CGI aside, it was cool to see her as she ran across the room at him, just transform into she Hulk and grab yeah. him up. That was awesome. 
That was fantastic. Yeah, just like I love how it was just this really peaceful, quiet thing. And then he walks in and she's like, no way. And then she just goes for it. And they're all like, you need to stop. And he's like, you need to go sit in the corner right now. I was like, man, it was hilarious. Yeah, sit in the calming chair. Calming chair, yes. So, um, well, somehow they end up working that out. Uh, and actually, I mean, we didn't mention also the, I can't remember his name now. What's his uh the the vampire wannabe yeah that was um that was sorik sorison sorikin i'm Sor- not exactly sure s-a-r-a-c-e-n i had to kind of look him up to kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. My notes, but sorikin maybe they said yeah in the episode they called him saracen yeah saracen yeah so and and he's they say that he believes he is a vampire so we don't you know whatever um but interestingly enough i didn't know this character but from my research i saw that he appeared in some blade comics so some people I saw that too yeah maybe this is a little nod to blade you know that's coming up um yes perfect segue to talk about the the, the drama around this blade movie um not not going well there they lost their director uh the lead actor is not happy with how things are going like is that is that what you heard about it it's exactly what I heard. And the latest I heard, which I don't think this is true. I'm, I'm still, you know, I hate spreading rumors and all this stuff. But yes. someone had posted, there's a couple sites that were trying to post. The, uh, I, Sam Raimi is supposedly in considerations to direct. Huh. Um, I, again, I don't know the validity of it. You know, I'm waiting to see, obviously, if Marvel's going to come up with a, a formal announcement. Um, yeah. I, I was wondering if Sam Raimi's just the guy now like when a project doesn't work out for someone they're just like yeah you go dude go fix it yeah um, especially needs to be like dark or slightly horror genre yeah i mean i feel like it'd be a, a good fit if oh, he's i agree for sure oh, yeah. um there was some legitimately uh i wouldn't say scary but like spooky parts of uh in, uh, multiverse of madness. Multiverse of madness. That, that scene where they're sorry, I don't mean to sidetrack, but that scene where they're up in the in the room and they're all locked in there, and Wanda's just like coming out of the TV. I'm like, man, yes. that's like nightmare feel right there. Great horror stuff. And then the, yeah. the whole uh, the 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 dream walking, like with using a, a corpse, like yeah. man, it got it, like it was silly, but it was still pretty damn dark. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. I'd be okay, I guess, if, if Raimi did that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's crazy. I, you know, it, that's one of those characters that it's going to be hard for me to, to to accept or see anybody in there except Wesley Snipes because that's the only live action version we've seen. Um, like you to me, that's up. Blade. You know, yeah, to me, that's Blade. Like the attitude, like if someone else tries to do it, I almost feel like I, I'll be expecting it to be leaning wesley snipes ish and yeah i think it's gonna be hard it's just like it's just like hugh jackman it's like it's gonna be so hard to replace that dude like how do you do it like this is this has been the world's wolverine for 20 plus years Mm -hmm. like what do you how do you replace that guy i mean i feel like it needs to be done um and i feel like maybe they could correct some of the things uh in terms of like casting the right size guy the right kind of look of a guy um this time around but man, the world knows him as that now. And I feel like he, through the years, started to look more and more like Wolverine. I don't know how. He did. 
but he did. Like he looked way more like Wolverine. He looked way more like him now in his fifties than he did um, when he was thirty years old and he did mm-hmm. you know the first X Men film. So uh, incredible to watch. Um, another good segue, man. So <laughs> there was the there was the uh, the huge announcement on Ryan Reynolds' uh, social media that that they're going to be doing Deadpool three. With Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine, I, I so I saw that and because at first I had it kind of spoiled because I saw the poster first, right? And I saw the three, the three, uh, the three in it. I was like, "What is this? Like, this has got to be fan made, right? Like, what's going yeah. on?" And then I went to Twitter, <laughs> like onto Twitter, and yeah. I saw people were posting. It. I was like, "Holy smoke!" And then I watched the video. Like, such a genius, like brilliant announcement video just so subtle so so awesome um man that's it's insane like i I don't think we all wanted it right but i didn't never i i honestly never thought we were gonna get it like no one obviously um especially with hugh jackman being like dude i'm i'm done with logan i'm done with the character let's move on yeah you know people have been saying that i've been hearing a lot of people go man I, i i thought he was done he said he was done after logan and he did say that they also asked him right around the time Logan was coming out, is there anything that could bring you back? And he said, you know, if I could be in one of those MCU films, if I could be with the Avengers, I would totally do that. But that's probably the only thing that would bring me back. And here we are. Here we are. That is crazy. And people are like talking about like the timeline stuff. They're like, well, he died in Logan. It's like, yeah, but this takes place like long before Logan guys. Come on. Yeah. At least, you know, four or five years before Logan. So, um, yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. And also with the multiverse thing going on, man, you could do anything you wanted. You could say this is not quite the same version of him, but it's another right. version of him, but it's very similar. Um, a lot of stuff you could do. You could, you could, uh, man, if you, I don't know what happens if you pull that Wolverine out of his universe before he right. died. Right. <laughs> He's not dead. Now, I do think this is the swan song. I do think this is his final thing. I think that he's coming back to do this collaboration with Ryan Reynolds. I think it's perfectly planned. I think it's beautiful that they get to do it right together for the first time um, with not a mouth sewn shut version of Deadpool. Um, I, I think that we've been wanting this. They've been hinting at this. Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have been bantering back and forth for 15 years it seems like um and it always seemed like you were really just watching deadpool and wolverine banter banter back um ryan reynolds is amazing yes and and it was just like it it is such a fun fake rivalry it's so great to watch like they're the best of friends and you can tell and Mm -hmm. it it's just magic that it's going to happen. Like, you know, we get to say goodbye. I think it's going to be the final one. I really do. He can't go on. If people are expecting, like, I, I think maybe people might be upset. They're like, wait a minute. You know, they're going over him. Like, how's that going to work? I don't think it's forever. I think they're going to make this film. And then eventually they will recast Wolverine. They'll have a different they're version. They're going to have to. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's getting older. He said himself, as it gets harder and harder every year to get in that kind of shape. You know, it's got to be nearing impossible now. Like, you know, um, very, very hard work to get in that kind of shape. He, yeah. he said, said he spent a year preparing for Logan, like to be, you know, big enough for Logan. So I I really do think this is the, the final 
thing, but what a way to go out. Like, what a perfect yeah. way to go out. Epic. Well, what are your thoughts on uh, Sean uh, Levy directing? Is it Levy or Levy? Sean Levy. Yeah, well, I you know, I think that he and Ryan Reynolds have built a relationship through the past couple movies that they've done together. Um, so I think it's it's probably a good fit. I mean, Ryan Reynolds pretty much plays Ryan Reynolds in everything. Um, Deadpool right. is Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it's, it's very it's synonymous. Like they are the same person pretty much. Um, and so I think that that Sean Levy will probably let Ryan be Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Ryan will have a lot to do with the absolutely. Process. And yeah. so I'm, I'm fully on board with it. I enjoyed Free Guy. I thought it was funny. I, I loved how they brought in MCU stuff and, and Star Wars stuff. And that was that was an enjoyable film for I me. Mean, yeah, it was hilarious. I loved it. And then um, what was the other one that he did where he uh, goes back the, in time? Adam Project. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. It wasn't it wasn't top tier for me, but it was fun. Oh. And it was Ryan Reynolds. It was yeah. good. I also liked what he did with, uh, you know, he has a relationship with Hugh Jack. He did a Real Steel, which I thought was really, yeah. really good. Um, yeah. I actually really, really liked that movie. It was like Rock'em yes. Sock'em Robots the movie, and I loved it. Yeah. It's it's under talked about, underappreciated. Yeah. I think oh, it's because it happened. You know, it happened so long ago, and it just fell by the wayside. Basically, anything Hugh Jackman did while he was making X Men, kind of yeah. like people didn't notice. But it's like, man, Swordfish. Man, this guy made such awesome movies. Swordfish. So did I. So did I. Um. Anyway, yeah. Enough gushing over uh, <laughs> Hugh and Ryan. Um. I uh wherever we were in the episode i don't know uh but i can't wait to see that i can't cannot wait oh, for that i'm super stoked for it what 2024 right yeah september yeah. 2024 um yeah i'll i'll be there 100 yeah i guess this fills in one of those timeline slots right uh, the timeline that they've been showing uh that had the empty slots yeah. on it 24 and 25 yeah i'm guessing that maybe that's one of them unless they're going to add another one um I don't, that's a lot <laughs> I'm betting that's it. I mean, they had to have been in talks and planning this for a long time already. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, yeah. All right, back to She-Hulk. Back <laughs> to She-Hulk. Um, where are we at? So, therapy uh, ends up going well. Yeah. And uh, she actually gets some stuff off her chest. I didn't feel like there was any real revelation. So, usually, no. when a, a character delivers this kind of like uh, monologue, um, and, and they're spilling their guts you learn something new about why they were feeling a certain way, whatever, like, you know, a motivation behind their feelings or whatever. Didn't really get that. I feel like we already kind of, it's just reiterating what we already knew that like Jen would just want to be Jen sometimes and want people to appreciate her for her. And, and that's basically what she was pouring out. And she thought this guy was that. And so it was extra heartbreaking um, when you have this Hulk thing going on and, she really believed it was just about her and and no this guy just disappeared and still she doesn't know what it was was it no no nope. you know, yeah was it was it was it that he was attracted to the hulk it doesn't seem that way so to her it's like this guy just didn't enjoy being with me i don't know it, you know just ghosted her so um but she comes out of therapy you know she comes out of the retreat feeling pretty damn good she's like yeah She's got it back. She got her groove back. And um, I love everyone signs a card for her. It's a, it's a very cute sending off. It's very cute. Um, but they, so she 
heads off smiling once again, even though this guy has been deleted from her phone, uh, you know, potentially deleted from her life, but I'm sure we're going to see him again. Um, and then we get the, the revelation. Finally, what really happened? And I, I noticed that cut. It was just yeah. like three days later or three yeah. days earlier. I was going to say they've done that in the past. I think the yeah. past two episodes and in lieu of a post credit scene where that would probably happen, they're doing it just to end the episode and, and not doing a post credit scene, which is cool with me. It's oh, fine. Yeah. I don't really care where you do it. Post credits too. Also, I feel like should be adjacent to story, but not part of story necessarily. Right. Um, right. You know, they were always, they always used to be used to connect the films together and stuff like that. Like get us hyped for the next thing. So when you're doing a post credit in every episode and you're just furthering the story, I feel like that's not necessary. Just end the episode with that, you know? Um, so, but it works well here. They, they do the flashback. I'm very confused by this scene though. Um, so he copies some information from her phone, maybe clones her phone. Right. Um, but then he sends a message to, it looks like Hulk King. Yeah. Um, who I guess runs the intelligentsia, whatever it is. We haven't, fully seen what it is yet but website um but when he texts the guy he sends him emojis that imply that he has acquired her blood the hulk blood right but we never saw that we never saw him with a vial we never saw him actually get the blood all we saw was the phone transfer did you see anything no there was no needle like no way for him to get the blood no yeah And, and what i'm guessing is he needed to get in there to when she was not She-Hulk. And that was the whole point of like loving Jen right. for Jen. So that he could extract the blood, right? Makes complete sense. I just don't, it, we didn't see it. And I I'm saw it happen. how it didn't wake her up. Like, man, that guy's got to be really good at phlebotomy. Like perfect. Yeah, right? It gets the, you know, I want him to take my blood next time I have to give blood or give me shots mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that's my guy. Call Josh. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. So, don't trust anyone named Josh. That's the lesson. Oh, that's the big lesson of today's episode, of the latest episode. So I, yeah, I, I freaking Josh, man. <laughs> we knew it, but. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh. what did you think about this episode overall, like as comparison to the other ones? Because like you said, the series have been uh, hit and miss. Yeah. I feel like this, this, series specifically has been that way like some episodes are yeah. like and it's great and some are like eh, it was fine whatever this one was kind of didn't like you said there wasn't really a whole lot of story happening except for the josh revelation right yeah. um so i i'd put it kind of mid tier like it wasn't the worst episode. oh gosh i can't even think of what i would consider the worst episode yet um I really love the wedding episode. I'm sorry, I thought that was a great. Episode. I did too. I did <laughs> yeah. too. My favorites. Fantastic. So I don't think I don't think any of the episodes have been particularly bad per se, but yeah. none of them have been like you know, um, you know, I wouldn't call any bad. But this one was definitely mid tier. Like I'm, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed it. I laughed. You know, I love seeing the villains and stuff. I thought that was really fun. Um, but overall, it's just kind of a well episode. Could have maybe lived without it. You know. <laughs> To be honest, I feel like the series that way, and that's what's that's what's great about it. it it's mm-hmm. it's like you don't need it, right? Right. Who cares? Like I don't only get things that I need. Some things I just want. Some things I don't even know I want, but I enjoy them when I get them. So it's fun, man. It, you know, you don't. 
it, it's not necessary. It's not, but it's fun. It's not, and I do feel like the show really serves as a, like I love how it plays with expectations, right? Like, so part yeah. of me, part of me really wishes that they never show Daredevil in any of the promotional material. Like I wish we never saw him, never knew he existed. Like, you know that that throwaway thing with the with him with his helmet, not throwaway thing, but when you see his helmet in the in the yep. in the box, like that would have been a really cool surprise. Been like, you know, they might be leading to something, but maybe not. But we've seen him in the trailer. Like we know he shows up. And I think yeah. that's what people are are watching the show for, right? They're like, where's Daredevil? Where's Daredevil? Um, but the show is so fantastic with kind of playing with those expectations too, right? Like it's very, it knows what it's doing. Like it, it's making fun of everybody who, who yes. makes fun of them. Um, you know, all the incel stuff and all the, all that stuff, you know, is just, it's, and that's one thing I love about the show. Like it's so self-aware that it's like, you guys like, just you yeah. know you know you guys are annoying you know you guys aren't helping us um you know you fanboys who are you know complaining about the show need to shut up you'll see daredevil eventually it'll happen no, right know, now. i think the only thing missing that so far is for jen to actually name drop daredevil and say that be like oh yeah yeah and i think it'll happen i think either um at the end of episode eight or something it's gonna be like guys we know that you're only here for daredevil exactly I'll be here next week, okay? Yeah, I'll be here next week. Final episode. Enjoy. Um, and, and and honestly, I would, as much as I've been looking forward to Daredevil showing up and seeing yeah. what the character is going to be like, I I almost hope, just to mess with people, he's like in the post-credits of episode nine, and that's oh, it. Same. Oh, Just I'm, for a second, right? I'm praying for that, to be honest. <laughs> Total tease. Um, yeah, this is fourth wall breaking to the extreme when they make fun of portions of the audience. How perfect is that? I love I, that. This episode, she literally said, wait, maybe it was last. No, it was this episode before she she goes, I think. Um, or no, it was last episode. She's like, I, I you tell me. You tell me, Kevin. Uh, she says, um, she's like, I don't care what a bunch of idiots on Twitter think. Like, oh, it was this episode. It because was this episode, yeah. yeah. She was like, what, what are you so upset about? Is it, is it the um, intelligentsia site? She's like, I don't care what a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of losers on Twitter think about me. Like, perfect. I love that stuff, dude. Yeah, same. I'm on board with it. Like, please, like, make fun of them all you want. Like, yeah. It's annoying for us, too, to have to hear yeah. it all day. Yeah, because I, you know what? I don't begrudge anyone's opinion. Like, if you dislike it, great. If you have criticisms, awesome. But like to be like just like so negative and have to spew that, like it's come on, it's boring. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, it's like I, is that fun? I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it would be any fun to me. No. Like just sit around thinking about things I dislike. Come on, yeah. so much, so much more fun things to do. Um, but yeah, I overall I feel about the same. It's probably like a, a mid range episode. I'm mm -hmm. not sure I'd place it, but it they had some some great moments. Like I said, the fourth wall break was really yes. great. Making fun of the the Twitter warriors was was great. Um, and and the introduction of the more Z list villains was awesome. Fun, yeah. We'll so, probably never see them again, but yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I love that's it. Really fine. I love it. So yeah, all in all, I'm I'm good with this series, man. I like I said, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely okay. not my. Least favorite. It's been fun all the way, and I I. Uh, 
I don't care. I never cared if they showed Deadpool. Like, or not Deadpool, I have Daredevil. Because when they said, you know, we're going to show Daredevil, I'm like, oh, cool. But I know there's an 18-episode Daredevil show coming. What is it going to do for me to see him for 30 seconds in this series? Nothing. But make, make me go, yeah, then I'm going to be like, what? Like, well, I guess I got to wait a year and a half to see <laughs> him again, you know? So... I'm completely fine if they don't even show Daredevil. If they just tease us. I think they will for two seconds at the end. Um, yeah, totally cool with that. And then I hope they make fun of the people that we're expecting. <laughs> to do. Um, which includes me and some of my guests as well. Like, right. my, no, yeah. you, you are so self-aware and I love it. Yeah. Um, but dude, this has been a great conversation. I, I appreciate you coming on to do this. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you having me on. It's a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff, man. It's it's uh, it's nice to be able to just to kind of get into these conversations with with people. You know, like I said, like you know, uh, I have my family who watches it. My son watches it with me, but he's not, you know, super deep into it. You know, we'll talk yes. about some stuff what we like, but no, man, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. It's been wonderful. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I, you know that's funny because like with with uh, my kids, it's it's the same thing. It's like yeah, you watch it with them. Yeah, you enjoy it. There's a little banter. You're talking back and forth. But right. it's like, all right, now I got to go talk to my old friends. Leave me alone. <laughs> I got to go talk about this for real. This serious stuff needs to be discussed. In a exactly. You know, I can't be talking to kids about it. Come on. This is adults. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so great. Uh, it's great to be able to do this. It's the whole reason I do the podcast. Okay. And I love doing it. Um, and you are familiar with the podcast, so you know that we do a big uh, roundtable discussion at the end of each series. Mm -hmm. So I hope, I hope you are, uh, you know, uh, willing and able to yes, come back. Yeah, that'd be great for sure. And um, just before, I know we mentioned a little bit at the beginning, but tell people where they can find your work, all of your work, everything you do. Uh, so you can find uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter, uh, Kevin underscore Hoskinson, and find me on Facebook, Instagram uh, under the same thing. Uh, My Public Life as an American Nerd is available on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we also have the um, actually host another podcast for Pastrami Nation called uh, Brick Therapy, where we talk all Lego stuff. So it's all Lego all the time. Um, you can find that also on YouTube. Um, Twitter, or sorry, YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Music, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, you can follow me on all those. You can also follow Pastrami Nation uh, at, at, at all those as well. So yeah, so you can do find you, all this stuff. Do you, and this may be how we connected even, do you follow my previous guest, uh, the Brickheads, X-Bricks? No, but I, I, no, I do follow him, yes. So I was actually listening to that podcast. I was like, wait, I this guy sounds familiar. And then I went to look him up on Twitter. I was like, oh, yeah, I do follow him because he does all those custom like brickheads and they're freaking awesome. Um, yes. I love those things. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I follow him. He's he's really, really good. I, I love his stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so how did you and I connect? I don't even know then, like I mean, through someone. But, you know, I honestly, you know, we've been friends for a while on Twitter. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I cannot. You know, to be honest, I can't recall. I, I, I think it was just one of those those happenstance. And I think I, I actually think I was, it was. I think it was the podcast, the Marvel Plus podcast, that I was like listening to. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, like I had uh, come across it somehow. 
someone had shared it on Twitter or, or I can't remember, but yeah, I came across a podcast and, um, you know, I found you on, on the, on the Twitter and just started following you. I really awesome. enjoy your content and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. how I found you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for the, the, the compliment. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's been, like I said, once again, man, thank you so much. Cause it has been a great conversation. It doesn't always flow this smoothly. You know, sometimes <laughs> every once in a while, don't tell the other guests, but I have to cut, <laughs> I have to cut out little silent parts in between. Right. Not in this episode, man. We're like, bam, bam, bam. Um, so yeah, man, love the conversation. I'd love to have you back for the round table. Uh, Absolutely. Thank all right. Thanks, man. I will talk to you later. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gents, that is going to do it for the conversation with Kevin. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure you did. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, can't wait to talk to Kevin again. Hopefully he comes back for the round table or we can get him on for, for something else. But yeah. That guy's awesome. So. Whoa. All right. Uh, <laughs> what a crazy thing to happen. So I don't know if you heard that sound a minute ago, um, but that was me blowing a tire <laughs> as I was on my way to work talking about how great I feel and how well everything is going. So my tire blew out um, and then I thought I had roadside assistance. So I was going to use that rather than changing it myself. Uh, but it turned out that I didn't. It was this whole ordeal and I ended up changing my own tire anyway. Um, but yeah. Not going to bring me down, though. Um, I still had a great conversation uh, with Kevin Hoskinson. And as I said, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah, you can't get me down. That flat tire ain't going to get me down. Um, it's just funny that it happened while I was recording the podcast. That's that's perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm way oversharing. This is like the oversharing episode. Um the, the, the appear, uh, appear into the life of yours truly. Um, hey, guys, if you want to uh, help me afford a new tire, go over and check out the Marvel Plus Patreon page at patreon.com slash Marvel Plus. You get uh, bonus episodes. You get uh, video versions of every episode, um, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I don't know if it's going to get any more behind the scenes than that, though. That, that, was, that was crazy. You got it right here in a real episode. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, go over and check out the Patreon if you if you like to help support the show. Um, you know, it, it, it's not it's not gonna buy me a new tire. Um, it, it's likely gonna go towards uh, new equipment, uh, new software, stuff like that to improve the podcast, maybe improve merch. Um, yeah, if you're interested in merch, I'm still got some feelers out there. I, I would like for some of you guys to send in some ideas for merchandise um logos uh different variations of the marvel plus logo um just just stuff from the show uh you know not actual marvel uh stuff they they, they don't really like that um but if you know marvel adjacent or things that look like remind you of marvel or marvel plus 
things that I've talked about on the podcast, etc. Uh, I don't know. Get creative, man. I want to see what you guys come up with. Um, I've got some stuff in the works already um, as of like a revamped logo going forward. Um, and then also some different stuff for merch. I've, I've even got my nine-year-old daughter working on a project to make some Marvel Plus merch. And it is good. If, if, if this go- comes through, it is going to be epic. It's probably going to be my favorite Marvel Plus merchandise. And I can say it right now. It's going to be probably my favorite of all time even though I don't know what's coming in the future. Because uh, the concept her and I were talking about is, uh, it's amazing. You, you guys are going to love it if it happens, so I really hope it happens. Um, what else? Please rate and review the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. If you do that, if you leave a written review, I will put you into a drawing to win some Marvel Plus merch. Um, that'll be a random drawing. And a couple people have already gotten them. So yeah, get your name in there and uh, maybe you'll end up with a Marvel Plus shirt or mug or hat or sticker or something like that. So yes, please rate and review the podcast. It really does help the show to grow. Uh, but the best thing you can really do to help the show reach a larger audience is share it. Just share it with people. Share it on your timeline. Share it um, you know, on your social medias. Um, and just tell people about it. Word of mouth. It's it's the best way to, to grow a podcast. So I really appreciate uh, anyone who talks to anyone about this podcast. I really appreciate that. Uh, like I said, I'm really looking forward to uh, this live show in December. You'll probably hear me talk about it like every freaking episode from now till then um, because I'm, I'm just I'm super pumped about it. What else? Is there anything else? Um, yeah, if, you, if you're interested in being on the podcast or if you have anything to add to today's conversation or any other conversation, you want to talk about She-Hulk, any of the other series, anything you want to say uh, that we kind of cover here on Marvel Plus, please send me an email at marvelpluspodcast at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at RealBrettScott on all of those. Um, so go follow me everywhere, get in touch, chat with me. Yeah. I love that. I love interacting with listeners. It's like my favorite thing. Um, and then perhaps you will end up being a, uh, a guest on the show like Kevin was today. So I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, a, a pretty wild one. Uh, I, I think most of the crazy stuff happened outside of the actual conversation. But um, it was really a great conversation with Kevin. And I, I thank him for being here. I can't wait to talk to him again. Um, all right, guys. That's going to do it. Let's wrap it up. Um uh, as always, my name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus. Marvel Plus.